tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac extravaganza pulling out of the station and TGIF. Holy free holies. We made it again. Man. And again, didn't even do a five-day work week and exhausted. No, we were out of here Wednesday. And then for some reason, it's like yesterday, I'm thinking, is it Friday? No, no, it's not Friday. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> but hey, just as we begin, uh, today is my oldest son, Andrew's birthday. Well, uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Hey. hey. Yeah. Happy birthday. Andrew. Love it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so pretty cool. You know, just. Those days you look at, you know, and you think, man, yeah, that's pretty cool. That is I don't know. Cool. I, I wonder some days. Cause yeah, some days he just doesn't like me, you know, and, uh, <laughs> well, it's, he's that age. It's yeah. like, he knows everything. So, yeah. well, you know, he'll <laughs> learn, but you know, even though it's like, it's one of those weird things that, you know, as your children grow and, and change and things like that, you know, you're just, I, I am just proud of mine. I'm proud that they've chosen the paths they have. They're all successful. I wish I saw more of them, but if I had to trade my children, uh, leading a less than exciting life, a boring life, one they were unhappy with, but that they were near me, hmm. or an exciting life that's filled with challenges and fun and excitement and opening new doors all the time, but not being able to see me very often. Right. That's the one I would choose. Wow. So, this as long as it's and, not prison. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes prison's a good thing. You know? <laughs> You know, every, it seems like every family has that one person. He was such a nice boy. He was so smart. We always thought he would become something, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he will in prison. You never know. Uh-huh. Liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show, as opposed to a Mark and Mac show, you know? <laughs> or B. No. How could there be one of many? That's bothering me a lot now. Why? Well, all right. It needs to bother you because I'm bothered by a story you sent me about a two-headed tortoise now. Yeah. I, I thought at first I thought I thought a tortoise was used on that TV show that, you know, people like it's from Britain, makes oh, them feel smart that's, and that's you know, all the, that. That's the TARDIS and Doctor Who. Okay. This is a and tortoise. Is the, yes. Oh, yeah. the two-headed tortoise from Doctor What? Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Janice. He is a tortoise with two heads, two hearts, two lungs, two distinct personalities. Uh, it turns out he wouldn't have survived long in the wild. He can't retract his heads into his shell. He's, he's got no room for him, and so he can't seek shelter from predators. But at the Aww. Geneva Natural History Museum, where he hatched in 1997, Angelica uh, Bourgeois and her team of car- uh, carers, who believe he's the world's oldest uh, bicephalic t- tortoise, can cater to his uh, every need. They feed him organic salads. They give him daily massages <laughs> and baths in green tea and chamomile. For exercise, he goes for regular walks, sometimes with music, and rides wow. on a custom-made skateboard. <laughs> she says, I think it's because of the attention we give him and our devotion that he's still here today. But it's not all plain sailing. He's under constant surveillance in case he flips over, which could be fatal, and survived a bladderstone operation in 2020. His heads need periodic treatment with Vaseline to 
stop them from getting sore when they rub against each other. His two personalities also generate different moods and tastes that can, that can occasionally lead to conflict. Uh, for example, over which direction he wants to walk. <laughs> they say the right head is more curious and more awake. It has much more, a much stronger personality. The left head is more passive and loves to eat. Wow. Okay. So basically that turtle, the two headed turtle is the Mark and Mac show. That's <laughs> us. <laughs> Life radio dot FM, the Mark and Mac show. And, uh, one of the funniest things, Mark and I, you know, we talk about having our, our pets, uh, dogs, cats, living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> and, um, but Mark, when, when, when your dog Kimber passed and you guys got, uh, Cooper. Yeah. Do you spell Cooper with a K or are we talking about Cooper, with, Polly and Cooper? Uh, a C. C. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So is his middle name Sheldon? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it could be named him cooper and and so you guys are basically dealing with a toddler yeah right pretty now much, pretty much you know your toddler will wake up in the middle of the night and stand in their bed and holler until you get up and come <laughs> deal with them it's, it's kind of it's right. kind of what it's like yeah and that was last Love night it. yeah cause an hour after we go to bed he starts making noise like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and so That's i just get funny. up yeah i get up i think oh, well maybe he needs to go because we try to get him to go before we go to bed so he won't right. do this and yeah. so i take him to do, go do his business and he <laughs> i think he's learned to game the system he knows he gets a treat when he's a good boy and goes and does his business right so right so i put him i put him down put him on his pee pads and he looks at me for a second then he assumes the position and looks me dead in the eye <laughs> let's see i'm peeing and and then he steps Where's away my treat, old man that's right and he steps away from where he's been and i can't see a wet spot <laughs> so i think he knows if he just kind of looks like he's peeing he's gonna get a treat wow. he's figured it out and so i give him I, I fussed at him for a second and then gave him a treat anyway because well hey he, yeah, he's I'm, a dog he's yeah he's he's he, you know he's a dog and then and I he's put smart him, he's a very smart little dog i put him back in his kennel uh, in his uh, carrier and I took him into the living room and sat down with him and opened his opened the little kennel up and he's so small we can put this I can put it on this little table between our two chairs right so I I open it up and I won't let him go on the floor I won't let him have his toys I won't let him I basically bored him into submission right <laughs> until wow. he's finally laying his head down uh, okay fine I can't do anything else I guess I'll just take <laughs> and he's gone wow. you know Man. and I shut him back I shut him back up in his in his uh, little carrier and I take him back to the bedroom and an hour later he's at wow. it again and jane Dude. and jane gets up i'm sorry i was just quite sure and i hear this thump, and she's knocked his little keeper knocked oh. his little carrier off the nightstand onto the floor wow scared the little guy half to death and then she disappears off into the darkness with him and we were comparing notes earlier this morning it turns out she did exactly the same thing i did she took him there to you his, go took him to his pee pads he assumed the position but he actually did a little something that time and then she sat down with him and bored him into submission wow <laughs> and then Man. when my alarm goes off this morning i roll over oh this is gonna be a great day and <laughs> i turn the alarm off and i hear him oh man <laughs> oh. <laughs> and i'm mentally thinking how much benadryl do we have in the medicine cabinet i'm thinking you know what dude i'm up you're up come on <laughs> yep yep no naps today no you're walking you know oh, i mean gosh yeah <laughs> good luck with wow. that <laughs> 
liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark you and i both uh have followed tesla the the motor the auto company right yeah uh, just because it has a fascination for both of us yeah, you know it does and when i get the chance to see some uh, well i don't expect to see the negative articles we see about it and i don't know where this is coming from other than some people in the media just don't like people like you know hmm. um and and it bothers it bothers me man it's like look these guys, Tesla's a better company. How is it possible that they came up with an electric car, you know, mm. when the best GM could do with government money, with our money, was a hybrid car that didn't do squat. Right. And, you know, privately, you've got a car that competes with gasoline-powered vehicles, you know? Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Yeah. I, so now, whenever there's a fire now, you hear about it. Tesla car yeah. catches fire. And you know what? If, uh, if somebody has a fire in their backyard to celebrate something and they have a tesla car it's a tesla fire (laughs) well it's no secret that some electric cars have been susceptible to their lithium batteries catching fire and you know i have my own lithium battery story with the changing the battery in the iphone remember yeah where i I managed to move the old one just the wrong way and cracked it. And the next thing I know, I've got this blazing fire in my downstairs, you know? So, well, what's increasingly becoming known to fire departments is how difficult putting those blazes out can be a Stamford, Connecticut fire, excuse me, involving a Tesla took three times the normal effort to extinguish, according to the Stanford Fire Department. And this fire was perhaps an easy one. The car's batteries fell out of the vehicle onto the ground where firefighters actually had better access to them. This happened uh, last Thursday morning behind a Main Street restaurant there. A responding fire department normally uses a single hose line, according to the department commander on the scene, Deputy uh, Chief Eric Lawrence. But firefighters knew electric car fires require more effort, so two more hoses were aimed at the car. Quote, we know from other fire department's experiences that large amounts of water are, are the only solution when compared to a traditional vehicle fire. Large amounts of water indeed. 600 gallons per minute and it took 42 minutes to put the fire out that's over 25,000 gallons of water yeah but it's a cool car <laughs> life radio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark just i want to do something real quick mm-hmm. the tesla cars Okay. Yeah. That proved you can have a, an electric car do, you know, highway speeds and uh, um, have a 350 mile range and all that are pretty remarkable pieces of machinery. Yeah, they are. And yet, and I always thought that that was, now, I've always liked alternative energy. You know that. It right. has nothing to do with politics, but mainly because I don't, the electric car, based on the way you have to have it charged and everything else, it doesn't save anything, okay? No, it really doesn't, no. But liberals have really latched onto this renewable energy stuff, and it just shows their ignorance. But I kind of lump those together with vegans, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, the very liberal people who are behind all the alternative energies, electric cars, no more gas cars. So you would think in the media we would get neg- not negative stories about, you know, electric cars. Right. But because they don't like... um um elon musk they his company's negative every other electric thing is great but yeah, he's yeah. you know 
Yeah. And I don't get it. It's probably because he's not a vegan, right? Mm. He eats meat. So, you <laughs> it could know, be it. Yeah. It's like, so we have these vegan stories and I, it's like, usually you got the vegan driving around in the little electric cars, you know, and telling us <laughs> why we're so evil, but unless yeah. it comes to a Tesla and they, it's like, you may as well, if to the vegans and other pinko commies, you may, if you're driving a Tesla, you may as well break out the, the real fur codes, wow. you know? And everything else, because, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just, I don't get it. It's like, how do people not see this, Mark? Mm. How do they not see how liberalism is really based on situations as opposed to an actual lifestyle? Yeah, it's it's just like you're dealing with children. It's really strange. It's situational yeah. ethics, and it yeah. drives me nuts. And, yeah. by the way, situational morality, too. Yeah, If it's a true. conservative, <laughs> oh, evil, horrible, we got to talk about this. Oh, if it's a liberal, yeah. oh, come on. You know, it, that's his private life. Mm, yeah. Also, situational science. That's another thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like like uh, Stacey Abrams from Georgia, who is saying that, uh, yeah. talking about the fetal heartbeat bill that yeah. they've got and it's just an absolute lie that you can hear the fetal heartbeat at six weeks right. well all you have to do is type into google when when is the fetal heartbeat first heard mm -hmm. and it'll come up it'll tell you <laughs> there'll be article after article somewhere between five and six weeks right that's where it happens but yeah. that's inconvenient to the agenda so yeah we have it's to horrible. deny it yeah it's, it's really and you're bad. right i'm glad yeah. you pointed that out yeah. because i, I kind of was thinking about it you know with elon musk being the evil guy yes it kind of like with donald trump remember right. when yeah when they thought donald trump was a democrat you know they all loved him mm -hmm. and then when then he kind of started drifting and he became a tv celebrity you know right. with the you're fired thing and that right. drove the other Hollywood people crazy because he doesn't deserve to be, that's my job, you know? <laughs> right, and then, yeah. you know, and then he goes and becomes president and they're like, well, he, he's a Republican. What? You know, that's yeah. why they yeah. hate him. It's just crazy, yeah. but it is well, situ it's situational and, yeah. and depends on the person. Yeah. Well, they hate him because he's, he's incredibly wealthy and can't be bought. And he's apparently he's squeaky clean. He may not be squeaky clean, but oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. He, they, they can't find anything on him. So they keep digging to find stuff that they're yeah. never going to find. And they keep talking about every little bitty thing yep. like that FBI raid that happened not too long ago. <clears throat> right. They know they can't find anything on the guy. Right. It's just enough to say, yeah, well, the FBI raided his residence and took a lot of stuff. Right. <gasps> what? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. they, and that's the reason they did it. So, but you just, know what? Hey, just very quickly on Trump, yeah. very, and I mean this quick. When Donald Trump uh, in the early and mid 90s, he got overextended. And then when the uh, economy went south, you know, he mm -hmm. was in a really bad way for yeah. a while. Yeah. And here is the, and I've tried to explain this before the difference between the rich and the poor. You know, if you actually go and look at what he did, Donald Trump, and how he was able to salvage his company and how he did that, you know, it's in a remarkable way it and is, you can, yeah. you can apply it to our daily life. Financially speaking, a lot of people have overextended themselves with credit, you know, with debt. Right. And if it were to all come due the total amount today, you wouldn't have the money to pay for it. You have to renegotiate. And I'll give you an example. If you have a home mortgage and you've got car payments, could you pay the balance on all of those? If they called you today and said, Hey Mark, mm. it's all due today. Mm. Most Americans don't have that kind of money sitting right. in the bank. And so that's, you know, that's what happened when the economy went bad. Well, Donald, we got a hundred billion dollars on this thing over here. We need to go ahead and get you to pay up. Like, really? That was never the plan guys. Yeah. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter because it's the plan now. And right. that's where, it, and so he actually was able to, it's brilliant. He mm -hmm. actually got rid of properties, Mark, that, um, had really good potential, but we're a long ways from meeting that potential. Right. Yeah. One was a building in Chicago 
And um, he used those properties and was able to satisfy the debts and get everybody, you know, happy. But he kept properties mm. that were making money uh, that had downroad potential to make more money. I mean, he was just yeah. brilliant and he had yeah. to do it. I mean, and that's why I'm thinking rather than just chastise and castigate this guy, how about look at what he's actually done right. financially and say, how can we apply that to what's going on in our government today? Mm. And he did. Yeah. And it was like, that's what ticked a lot of the politicians off. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, well, he wasn't a politician and wouldn't play by right. the games and they couldn't, they couldn't uh, bribe him because he's incredibly wealthy. And, yeah. You know, so. But I said before, yeah. you know, this he's is the guy when Donald Trump yeah. was president. Yeah. Very dangerous because, you know, on his, uh, when everything's said and done, being president won't be the highlight of his life. Mm. It was, you know, a right. couple of years, but for everybody else that becomes president, it is the time the former, you know, on their tombstone, former president, number 42, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. just, I'm sorry to go long. It That's just right. ticks me off whenever we have a story about the Tesla company and the, any kind of problem, boy, we hear all about it, but yeah, you yeah, don't hear do. about, you know, anything else. Like yeah. That. Well, it's, and, and the only reason like going back to Tesla, the reason everybody's, jumping on Tesla is because Elon Musk, uh, even though he's really not a conservative, yeah. he has come out against all the, the lunacy that's coming from the left nowadays. And right. so he has to be marched into the town square and tarred and feathered. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And by the way, this is the article that got me started on the last rant. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. Here's the best thing to do. I'm going to read you the headline, and then I'm going to turn my mic off. Here we go. <laughs> COO, the chief operating officer of a vegan food giant beyond meat, arrested for chopping a man's face. Mm, nose. The other white meat. A top executive at Beyond Meat, a plant-based... I want a baby! <laughs> Get in my belly! <laughs> a plant-based food company, which, by the way, do a little research, you'll see how bad that stuff really is for you, yeah. was arrested for reportedly biting a man's nose in a parking garage near Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas, over the weekend. Chief Operating Officer Doug Ramsey faces charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree battery after allegedly chomping down on a man's face and ripping the flesh on the tip of the nose during an altercation following the University of Arkansas football team's victory over Missouri State. According to reports, Ramsey was attempting to leave the parking garage in his Ford Bronco when a Subaru inched his way in front of him and made contact with his front passenger's side tire. Ramsey allegedly punched through the back windshield of the Subaru before attacking the Subaru driver with both fists and teeth. Wow. Ramsey pulled the Subaru driver in close and started punching his body, then bit the owner's nose, ripping the flesh on the tip of the nose, according to wow. reports. You know, what's really funny is that this guy, the COO, um, you know, he eats the beyond meat, you know, because yeah. he's the chief operating officer. Yeah. But at some point in time, you know, they've done the research. If you try to eat that meat, you know, for a long period of time, eventually your body craves real meat. And that was just <laughs> one of those moments. Yep. It caused rage. This is not car rage. This was meat rage. He was just buying, <laughs> he, he was eating the closest meat he could find having to be a guy's nose. Yep. Life radio dot F M. Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, we have not celebrated Friday too much today no. because yeah, I'm both kind of shocked, you know, that we're here. <laughs> you know, Wait, it's Friday. We're working. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> Who did something wrong? Well, that's because I got sick and had to take Wednesday off, you know? All right. I could have had a three-day weekend, but no. No. <laughs> Dave had to take it in the middle of the week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. Aggressive turkeys cause trouble in, is it called Woburn? I think it is, yeah. Woburn, Massachusetts, right? right. Yeah, it's, that's the one. Woburn, Massachusetts, where Megan Tolson lives. Under constant attack from some unruly neighbors, a flock of about five wild turkeys that roam freely on Nashua Street there. She says, I'm being described as the turkey whisperer. You definitely (laughs) hear them before you see them. About two years ago, Tolson began to find them in her front yard. She says, it started with one turkey. His name is Kevin. I named him. Uh, (laughs) They usually come out at sunrise and sunset looking to feed and cause some mayhem. Everyone is fair game. She says, I feel like Kevin kind of hypes them up. And Kevin's like, let's chase these people. And they're like, let's do it. <laughs> the neighbors came uh, flocking to talk about the terrifying turkeys, too. Devin Farron says, I do have some crazy stories to tell. They're up at 6 a.m. in my lawn and started chasing us, trying to uh, to pop the tires. It's wild. Um, let's see. Reese's friend, Rachel Dabriel, says we were honking at them and they don't care. They have some, like, serious personalities. No one living on the block knows where they came from or why the turkeys are being aggressive, but eight-year-old Leo Tangu proposed a solution. He says, kill them and eat them. (laughs) (laughs) From the mouth of a child. Love it. (laughs) Yes. And, by the way, if you can think about this, remember that Ben Franklin suggested the turkey as... The American, uh, the national know, instead bird. of the bald eagle, yes. yeah, and make that the national bird because they're smart. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're so smart, Mark, <laughs> that we celebrate by eating them every Thanksgiving. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. You know, Mark, when we have talked about getting online and you know following us on Facebook. Uh, we got the daily podcast that pops up at 10. I was thinking the other day, we ought to make some crazy TikTok videos. You know, just <laughs> two really? old fat guys talking. Yeah, no, I'm, you know. <laughs> I was thinking, these things go viral quickly if you just do some weird thing, you know. Right. But hmm. I don't, I get it and I don't get it. You know, it's one of those things where I see people looking at their phones, watching TikTok videos and things, you know, when they're standing in line at the grocery store or whatever. And I get it. But you realize it's pretty addictive, you yeah. know? Yeah, you can. start watching it, and next thing you know, it's two hours later, the dishes still aren't done, and the kids are on their way home from school, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's why I avoid it, because <laughs> you think YouTube is bad? I mean, where yeah. you, you just, it just rolls from one into the next and the next. It figures out what you want to watch, and the next thing mm-hmm. you know, your your feed is full of all this stuff like, oh, it's another car. Oh, they're taking the suspension out of that one. Oh, at least that's for me, car videos, right? I was going to say, you and I watch very, very <laughs> yeah, different exactly. things, Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's, so, what, yeah that's right. But This TikTok, TikToker yeah. is slamming the Air Force now. Well, Air France, that is. Um, that's what I, I said Air Force, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. I knew it. If it was the French Air Force, they'd just surrender to her. A user on TikTok has gone viral after calling out air france for putting her family in the economy class oh no after they had paid twelve thousand dollars for premium seats Ooh, um Ooh. that price i think is suspicious anyway in a video with over five hundred and forty-one thousand views user eleanor claims she bought premium seats to accommodate her six foot four uh, inch tall hubby their daughter and more importantly their baby 
the couple and baby were set to fly from Rio de Janeiro to London via Air France, a trip that requires a layover in Paris with one leg that is over 10 hours long. She says, I don't normally have any problems sitting in economy if I'm traveling by myself. But firstly, I paid $12,000 so I wouldn't have to sit in economy with my baby on my lap for a 17-hour flight or 15 hours. I don't know. It's really long. Uh, my husband doesn't even fit in the economy seats. I, mean, I can kind of relate to that. I'm, I'm a little over 6'1", and I, I'm like, wow, gee, um, <clears throat> just shove me in a box and nail it shut, buddy, because <laughs> This is tight. In a follow-up video, Eleanor says the flight itself was miserable. Both she and her daughter's seats were broken. They were given a bassinet that they were unable to use for most of the flight, and the flight was too cold for her comfort. As compensation for this downgrade, Eleanor says the company offered her 50 euros in cash or a voucher. She selected the cash, but was given a voucher instead. Ah. Her conclusion? Don't fly Air France. All right, Mark, while you were reading that, I thought, well, let's, you, you said it was suspect. Right. All right, I looked it up. Here's what you're really talking about. Um, now, it was her, her husband, and three children, right? Right. So you got five people taking the trip, and she claims that she paid $12,000 to not sit in economy. All right? Um, it's about a little over 800 bucks a pop. Now, mm. for the sake of taxes, raise it to $1,000 per person, okay? Yeah, yeah. On the Air, for an Air France flight, uh, Rio to London. Right. All right, now, that's five grand. Mm. And if you are going to do the uh, round trip, you know, which I'm assuming they are because, you know, they're on a vacation. Well, yeah. Right. So you're dealing with 10 grand there. And again, rounding up. Um, and so if you add in $2,000 for upgrading, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. but I find it suspicious just because of what, you know, when you're looking at it going, well, um, how is it possible that, you know, you got on the plane, you know, if you're getting on the plane and they, you know, when they're booking you in and they tell you, Oh, you're an economy, you know, this is where your seats are. And you're like, right. no, we, uh, you yeah. know, here's, here's my ticket. Put me there. Then their option is to seat you in that class for these reasons. I mean, right. yeah, but hmm. I mean, I get it. Stuff happens, but yeah. 12 grand to fly. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Maybe she should have stayed in Rio. The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. Just because we can. You know, Mark, every day I, I fight the battle to look at Facebook during the show. Right. Because I've told you, I get lost, man. I'm mm. sitting over here working. We're listening to music. You and I are chatting about other things. And right. then next thing you know, I'm on Facebook Marketplace looking for an, <laughs> you know a battery pack for the electric car of my dreams. You know, that kind of thing. And, <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. I wonder, how can they charge that much money for that? You know? Yeah, but then I, I ran across a picture, and it's from uh, Donnie Most. Don Most now. Oh, yeah, Donnie, yeah. You know, from Happy Days yeah. back in the day. And it, and they got a picture. This was it's just a thing he posted says uh, having fun in Arizona doing a western film and it's like he's on the back lot of an old town, right? Hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, I, I you know you see the picture of an old guy and he's still got you know the kind of pink complexion because he's a redheaded fella and right. even though he's got white hair now it's got tinges of red still in it. Yeah. And anyway, but I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you remember when he actually left Happy Days because to pursue a career in film. And it's like, you're the third or fourth male lead on a TV show, you know, and 
It's a big hit. It's Ralph you've Mouth got, for Pete's sake. Yes. <laughs> and you've got all these people hanging around telling you, you're really good, man. Now's the time. You got to break out. Show everybody what you can do. Yeah. And it's like, dude, and, you know, your career, gee. And then at the same time, you know, it, it wasn't that uncommon. You know, these guys would get on TV, have a hit for a while, and leave. Mm. And, you know, or go onto their own show or do any number of things. But it's like, then you have people like Henry Winkler. Mm. And, when Henry Winkler, you know, he was the guy who exploded off Happy Days, you yeah, know, he, was, yeah. um, he if you remember, he did a couple of films during the 70s that were um, I, I thought they were well done. He played one where he played a professional wrestler. You remember that? Mm. Called the I think it was called The Greatest. Um, I don't remember that. Oh. All right. That one. And then he did another one called Heroes, okay. which yeah, um, that one was I just yeah. Harrison Ford was in that movie. Yeah. Um, and Sally Field. Cause he was a Vietnam veteran and, uh, they, they were going to start a worm farm, you know? Um, but, and as a, you know what great movie that I wish I could see again, because at the very end of it, Kansas, what? I'm sorry. I said worm farm. Yeah. Well, I, that, I guess that, you know, shrimp, shrimp places, worm farms, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> the Vietnam war produced some very interesting entrepreneurial ideas. I'm just saying that it did. <laughs> but my whole thing was that Henry Winkler being the breakout star of the show. At one point, they even wanted to change the name of happy days to mm. Fonzie's happy days, you know, oh, and um, even then, but yeah, you got to remember, this was a show that was actually built around Ron Howard. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know? And he was going to be the, the, and yet Ronnie Howard, he had, he had an idea. He wanted to be a director, you know, he, mm. he had been a child actor, very successful, yeah. but you know, think about you're at his age and everything else. And he's able to be a man and go, Hey, whatever's best for the show, do what you want. Mm. You know, you yeah. want to rename it fine. He didn't take it personally. He was happy for Henry Winkler. Right. And Henry Winkler said that he stayed with the show because he had been offered, you know, chances to do his own thing, to leave or whatever, offered big money. And he turned them all down. And I saw an interview and he said, you know what? I turned everything down because I had a loyalty to the show. It yeah. was the show and the character that gave me the opportunities. And he said, I thought it would be disloyal for me to leave. Mm. And so he stayed till the bitter end, you know? And yeah. when you look at it, he then, you know, Henry Winkler ends up producing what, uh, oh, that MacGyver show, you know, he went behind the camera for a number of years Wow, and yeah. uh, was very successful. And mm. then, you know, Adam Sandler brought him back in all his movies and, you know, just yeah. became funny. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, it's just one of those little weird things that one little picture of Don Most today reminds me not to call him Donnie, you know? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, all right. <laughs> yeah, during the music, Mark and I are just riffing on 70s TV pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty you know? much. And... Because I brought up Donnie Most, Don Most, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well. All right. So here's the deal. We both because of the way the internet is, you can find out so many neat things. Like yeah. boom, you know. Yep. And it's like, yes, you know what, friends? Okay. Mark and I uh, occasionally will catch grief um, for not doing a, uh, a Sunday school lesson during the show. Mm. But here's the deal. Right. Um, we we live life here on planet Earth and. We try to enjoy life. God's yeah. blessed us with opportunities to have fun and enjoy life. Why can't we do that? You know, right, yeah. I just, who says Christians can't have fun? A exactly. lot of religious people That's, and people who, you know, point yep. their 
bony finger of yep. righteous indignation. You guys are just silly. Mm-hmm. Well, fine. Well, well life is silly. Come on. Yes. Oh, I, I've, I've been said. I've said for years. If you can't enjoy, appreciate, and enjoy the absurdity in life, then maybe you should go to the movies and count cuss words. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should. I but just win so many people, Mark. You we, know? we were talking about we we were talking about Happy Days, <laughs> the C, the TV series Happy Days, a little while ago, and, yeah. and it occurred to me. Wait a minute, you remember the name of the place? You know, the burger right. joint everybody hung out at, where the Fonz would walk yeah. up and bump the the uh, the jukebox, yeah. and it would play whatever he wanted, and and it was called Arnold's. It was a burger right. joint named Arnold's, and early on, Arnold's was run by a Japanese guy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he would come out of the kitchen and fuss at everybody every now and then. And then one season, the Japanese guy is gone. And there's this guy named Al, this, this yeah. kind of Italian guy, big guy with a nose. <laughs> so wait a minute. Wasn't Al Chinese or Japanese yeah. last year? Uh, right. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, what happened is, uh, Arnold, you know, yeah. that Japanese, he actually got his own TV series and I <laughs> found it. Happened. It was called Mr. T and Tina. That's okay? it. Yes. Yep. Pat Morita. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's what happened to him. So, Oh my goodness. Yeah. But here's funny. All right, Mark, you know, um, when, uh, they re they did the, not reboot, but the sequel, uh, television series to karate kid, um, it with, uh, you know, they got, um, oh, the, the kid, um, Ralph Macchio. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the, Ralph Macchio and who was 32, you know, he yeah, was <laughs> right. But they get, they got Ralph Macchio and William Zabka who played his, you know, nemesis in the karate kid films. Anyway, they agreed to do Cobra Kai. And at first it was launched on YouTube. Remember, yeah. um, several years ago, YouTube was trying to develop its own programming and right. that was one of the things they reached out and actually they did two seasons on there and it developed a, quite a following Cobra Kai, hmm. um, ended up Netflix got it. And it has just exploded, and I've, I've watched it. Okay, just so you know, um, I want to. I don't really. I'm not ashamed to admit it, but it's close, you know. But it's a it's a show you can watch, you know, without fear of um, inappropriate content. You know what I mean? Uh, because it is family oriented. But bottom line being the bottom line. Yeah, they've got the new series up on Netflix, and uh, it's so funny because Ralph Macchio was on uh, Kimmel on one of the late night shows. Yeah. And he was on Jimmy Kimmel because he's got a book out. Ralph Macchio does. Okay. And uh, it's like, I don't know, the karate kid in me or something. But uh -huh. anyway, he, he goes on wax the show. On, he's promoting wax it. Off. It's actually called wax on. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah, okay. okay. That's why when you said that, I'm like, where do I know this from? Okay. <laughs> so I, you're going to laugh, but last night I was tooling around the, and I saw the interview he does with Jimmy Kimmel. And the first thing they're like, dude, how old are you? And you're looking at Macho. He looks like he did in my cousin Vinny. Okay. <laughs> he did. He's looks a little older than the first karate yeah, kid, yeah. but not much. Yeah. And he's like 60 years old. Wow. So, uh, he's got a portrait in the attic of his house. That's getting older. I know it's just funny, man. <laughs> but you know, anyway, the book is called wax on. Okay. And, uh, so if you, I uh, want to find out about, you know, Mr. Miyagi and okay. all that. And if you'd like to know how we got here from there, uh, please call us and let us know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, when you sent this story yesterday, um, it's funny because I'd actually seen 
the headline. Yeah. Um, but I haven't read this. I don't know the story yet. Right. Here's the headline. <laughs> Dramatic wedding interest on a dr- entrance on a dirt bike. What could go wrong? <laughs> a groom's plan <laughs> went sideways, literally, when he tried to show off a, on a dirt bike at his wedding. The bride was waiting with a checkered flag for her new spouse's dramatic entrance when he lost traction, skidded, and toppled off the bike. Footage wow. shows the excited woman in white waiting on a roadside in Parma, Italy. Her husband then flies around the bend on a dirt bike, sounding his horn in excitement. Suddenly, he loses control and is thrown off the bike he smashes into the ground before he rolling and leaving him sitting sprawled out reception mm-hmm. guests watching can be heard crying out in horror as they rush to help the stricken groom was taken to a hospital where he was treated for a broken collarbone Ooh. he also had to have five stitches on his head wow. the new hubby was pictured receiving care from doctors with his wife by his side still in her wedding dress man if he had just hit all the girls lined up there, you know. <laughs> now that would have been a sight. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, um, whenever there's a story about a peacock in the news, mm-hmm. you know it's going to be a weird one. Because peacocks, I mean, they are one of the most beautiful you know, animals you see. They are, yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen one in the wild, though. I think I've only seen them at a zoo, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where they have them out where they'll spread those big yeah. tail feathers and display and everything. They're gorgeous. Exactly. They're gorgeous. Gorgeous yeah. birds. They are. My, uh, my grandmother down in Evergreen, Alabama had neighbors, uh, uh, the Haygood sisters just down the road or just up the road who had peacocks. And oh. it was kind of cool to go and see and go visit them and you could see those beautiful birds. It was awesome. But they lived, I don't know, half, three quarters of a mile away. That's how far apart the houses were out on this old country road. You could you could hear those peacocks screeching. Oh, really? They're <laughs> loud. Oh, no, huh? they're very loud. Sound like a woman screaming. Like, oh, somebody's wow. beating somebody up the road. No, it's just the peacocks. You know. Okay, so <laughs> here's a neighborhood that's on the lookout for a potential peacock yeah, predator. Right. I'm people thinking, are, why would you have to look at there that loud? <laughs> just listen. People in Albuquerque, New Mexico's North Valley, believe there is a potential predatory peacock poacher. Some believe they spotted the thief. First off, peacocks are a way of life in this particular North Valley neighborhood. Neighbors say a few birds multiplied to several dozen over the years. They're wild. No rhyme or reason where they came from. But lately, some of them have been disappearing. Flyers are now posted around the area telling people to be on the lookout for predatory predatory poachers. The poster uh, thinks they've stolen several baby birds. Um, Fred Miller says the peacock predator is not a peacock predator as far as I'm concerned. If you catch him, you can have them. If you catch him, you can have them. I googled it. Little chicks probably on the probably the males are $30 and the females are 25. So what he's doing is he's picking it. He's finding the baby peacocks and selling them what he's doing but they also don't want to agree to wipe the peacocks out deb gallant there says the neighborhood has made room for them and drivers respect the birds she says they come and go as they please they do what they want to do it's illegal to keep a wild animal as a pet in new mexico so if this alleged thief is keeping the birds at their home they could face some serious fines wow I just, the alliteration kind of got me. I know. Potential predatory peacock poacher. Yes, I know. (laughs) The people that write these articles, sometimes they do that. Mm -hmm. They'll do that because they want to be clever and keep people reading. And then they they will, instead of saying, well, the dog then jumped, jumped over the fence and 
caught the squirrel, they'll say something like the canine. Yeah. It's a dog. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but we the, had a story the other day about bears and they kept using the word Bruin in the story. And I kind oh, yeah. I changed it to bear every time. I yeah. saw it. <laughs> yeah, why would you say that? I mean, you know what? The only time Bruin is needed is when you're talking about UCLA. Yes, exactly. Life radio.fm. I'm sounding like I just had my voice changed, man. <laughs> when it's time to change, you've got to rearrange who you are and what you're going to be. And as we must once per show, at least, we have slipped into the in the Brady Bunch universe. Here we are, kids. Why? Why? They're there, man. You know? All right, Mark. We have finally, we have finally arrived at, I believe, a Guinness Book of World Records story I can beat. I think I can do this. Okay. I actually what think I'm going to try. It's, it's, a, it's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't know, Dad. It looks like a lamb. A driver at a Kentucky racetrack broke a Guinness World Record when he drove a Corvette in reverse for one mile. <laughs> it's 75.18 seconds. Scott Burner took on the record for fastest mile driven in reverse at the National Corvette Museum's NCM Motorsports Park, uh, Motorsports Park in Bowling Green. Burner, whose YouTube channel, Always in Reverse. <laughs> of course it is. Featured him testing out the reverse driving capabilities of various vehicles. Drove a 2017 Corvette in his record attempt. He managed the mile in 75.18 seconds, smashing the previous record of 97.02 seconds. Mm. Bernie said he decided to pursue the record after discovering the previous record was a time he had already unofficially beaten. He said it took about two years to ensure all Guinness World Records rules would be followed in his attempt. Okay. I looked at this and I'm thinking I need to, I need to see all the rules, you know, for yeah. real. Yeah. Because I mean, do you get to use the rear view mirror? Do you have to turn around? You know, little things like that. It's mm, yeah. all that matters. Yeah. But I learned to drive. Okay. Uh, and I mean this, not like just drive for real in a car, but when, and I've told you before, when I was a kid, the school district I lived in at the time allowed for student drivers mm. and meaning uh, high school students drove school buses. It was a great way for young people who were um, involved in extracurricular activities to be able to have a part-time job that it still allowed for them to participate in sports and other things. And because they wouldn't start practice until a time when the buses returned, it was usually, you know, 45 minutes to an hour after the end of the school day. Hmm. Not bad. So anyway, I actually found out that, you know, you, my, I being a September birthday, I didn't turn 16 till, you know, after the school year began, I wanted to be a school bus driver, but, um, I only had my permit. Well, I found out you could take the class, you know, with your permit. And so I did. And so I actually learned to drive, not with my parents or anything else. I learned to drive on a school bus with an instructor. Wow. So yeah. I learned how to back them up, how to parallel park everything wow. with a stick shift. And by the way, no power steering on that. Uh, no, no power no, steering. No. And 
I learned to drive that that vehicle like a car. Wow. So yeah, any you know, and then I got my license. So funny, I got my driver's license for a car and my bus driver's license the same day. Hmm. And the very next day, I drove a bus load of kids home from school. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Scary now, but well, back I, then, I think we should look into this. We should go to Guinness's yep. website and look at the at the rules, the regulations, yep. and find out if there is a category of driving one mile in reverse in a yeah, school I'm bus. There. In a yep. school bus. Yeah. <laughs> Do it in a school uh, bus. Yep. I'm se- I'm serious, Mark. I think this might be the one. Mm-hmm. This might be the one I have a chance to beat. We'll oh, see. Yeah. Let's, but we'll have to check it out because you know, even though you might be a really good backup guy or whatever, you are talking about doing this in you know, 75 seconds. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so when you, in the way you picture it in your head, a mile, okay. <laughs> and 75, you know, so you're going to have to go one lap, you know, a quarter mile, the lap around the field. Right. Yeah. That's how I measure miles. You know, it's like, sure. It's I, thing. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's, that's quick. That's the Corvette. That's quick. I yeah, don't, I don't gonna, think, I don't think a bus is going to do anything no. close to that. You've got to do a quarter mile in less than 15 seconds. Okay. Right. Or, or a little more than that, I guess. You'd but here's, have, what, the, here's, here's the thing with you, with, with your neck, yeah. with your spine, yeah. you're not yeah. going to be turning around facing back. No. You're like, you're I, not, but the, the good the thing mirror. is the reason you need to do it in a bus honking, huge rearview mirror. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. As we uh, head into the weekend, Mark, um, you know, so funny. Uh, this week, you know, in, in my neighborhood, in the community I live in, when they have homecoming at the high school, uh, the young people, the high school students, they roll each other's houses, yeah, okay? Yeah, So you've got them all in their different years, you know, juniors, and the juniors roll the seniors' yards, and anyway. Right. So... And they do it on certain days. So like if your kid is a junior, they do it on Wednesday or whatever. And we had one of our, one of the kids in our neighborhood is in high school apparently. And, uh, boy, oh boy, their yard got it big time. I mean, it was like, it this is snowed on that one yes, yard. <laughs> it looked like, it looked like a movie set. Cause you know, whenever they do a movie, everything is really done the way you ought to. Right. That's what it looked like. It was really well done, but it did remind me that a couple of years and it only in our neighborhood, I've told you, it's kind of changed over the years, you know, where you had the one group of kids that got older and grew up and left. Yeah. And two, three years ago, our neighborhood had transitioned to some younger families that moved in and they've got kids. So all of a sudden in the afternoon, again, you could hear laughing and playing and it was really kind of nice, mm, yeah. you know, cause we missed that for five or six years. And so now that the kids are getting a little bit older, Halloween's a big deal. And, you know, the homecoming and all that. So we've got several years more of this. And, uh, you know, for a guy like me that, you know, I'm not get off my lawn guy, but I'm close. Right. Um, it's like, I'm trying to be better about it, you know, but <laughs> anyway, the, one of the things somebody did last year is they thought, and it was really kind of cute because they used uh, powdered potato flakes, you know, instant potatoes. Huh. And they spread that all over the grass. Hmm. And the thing is they, if you do that at night, of course, uh, you pour it out there and it, whatever well mm-hmm. during the night when in the moisture builds you know the dew <laughs> yes. it expands and it really looks like you got about three or four inches of snow on the yard uh, that's funny yeah so <laughs> i was kind of waiting to see if anybody pulled that one this year because mm. it was really cool i thought but wow anyway, hmm. yeah it's just kind of neat you know the only not the only but one problem is when our house when our kids were growing up of course think about it i had three kids 
in high school and college at the same time. Mm, it was, yeah. you know, ugh, talking about eating ramen noodles all the time, <laughs> but the, uh, our house, you know, it got rolled. It would get rolled because, um, Andrew and Haley, you know, were one year apart in school and Tyler was two years behind Haley. So think about it, man. There was one year where we had all four kids, uh, when Tyler was in ninth grade, Haley was in 11th and Andrew was a senior. Hmm. our house got rolled every <laughs> night for a week man and it was and the thing is if you remember we had we had hannah who was little at the time and you know was kind of scared of stuff and dogs little yippy dogs barking yeah. and me having to get up at three in the morning so <laughs> yes. yeah yes bad week for di- bad di- bad week and uh anyway <laughs> i just remember that when you go out and clean it the day of you don't right. let it sit there because oh, no Hey, it gets all in the neighborhood, you know, and yeah. that's bad enough. But then if it rains or whatever, mm-hmm. you got a mess on your hands. Yes, you do. But that, I'll never forget that year, dude. I, these kids were not good at rolling and <laughs> they were so silly. They didn't buy the cheapest brand of toilet paper. Oh, Somebody no. bought Charmin. Yeah. And I went out there and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I took out a big bag and I collected, <laughs> Oh, it was like we had been on Let's Make a Deal, and that was my Zonk prize, you know, a year's worth of toilet paper. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, we've had um, stories today from, you know, TikTok to uh, crazy alliteration, a two-headed turtle, and more. You can catch the whole show uh, without any interruption on our podcast, it yep. goes up around 10 o'clock central time most days and yeah. you know, check it out. All right, Mark, the FDA issuing another warning on something <sighs> because people will don't have the ability to think <laughs> or, or, or they think weird. I don't know. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has issued a warning over the latest deadly trend gaining popularity on social media. The agency said a new social media challenge is encouraging followers to misuse non-prescription medications. Well, that's nothing new. One social media trend relying on peer pressure is online video clips of people misusing non-prescription medications and encouraging viewers to do so, too. These video challenges, which often target youths... What is it? Uh, uh, can uh, can harm people and even cause death, says the FDA in a statement, um, warning a warning published on their website last week. It goes on to say non-prescription, also called over-the-counter or OTC drugs, are readily available in many homes, making these challenges even more risky. OTC drugs can pose significant risks if they're misused or abused. The warning comes months after a popular TikTok trend in which users cooked chicken in a mixture of ingredients used in NyQuil and other similar cold medicine products. The FDA said boiling a medication can make it much more concentrated than change its properties in other ways, even if you don't eat the chicken. Inhaling the medication's vapors could, while cooking could cause high levels of the drugs to enter your body. It could also hurt your lungs. Put simply, someone could take a dangerously high amount of cough and cold medication without even realizing it. The FDA had previously issued a warning in relation to a TikTok trend in which users had taken higher than recommended doses above the popular non-prescription allergy medicine diphenhydramine, that's Benadryl, which said it could cause serious heart problems, seizures, coma, even death. I I do know it'll knock you out because I had surgery once and they said, listen, if this pain medication is not working, take two of these. And it turns out they were, it was diphenhydramine. And so it was just like, well, if the pain medication is not working, we're just going to knock you out. Right. You know, which, but, you know, 
what gets me, and, and I mean this in the most honest way, the FDA is trying to do something good. They're trying to let people right. know. There's yeah. a pro- but what they just did was told kids how to abuse the medicine and get high. Right. I mean, when yeah. you tell them, you know, that it could uh, that uh, make it much more concentrated, meaning mm-hmm. stronger. Right. And, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, all I got to do is inhale. I don't have to. Oh, wow. Cool. Let's try it. I want to know where the idea came from. Who came up with the idea of cooking chicken in NyQuil? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.